Hello, and welcome to West New York Brews. I know, it's been a while. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, we are talking to One-Eyed Cat Brewing. This is the second time that we've talked to One-Eyed Cat Brewing. The first time was at a pop-up at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill up on Transit Road. That was back in March of 2018 when I talked to Patrick and Sarah. And they were talking about finding a location for a brewery. And it has taken a while, but they have found a location. So we went up to their new spot on Main Street in Williamsville. And when I say we, this time it was myself, Scott, Brian, and Jesse from the Buffalo Beer League. And we talked to Patrick and Brian from One-Eyed Cat Brewing about... Uh, their new location, and they gave us a tour of what will be hopefully opening in the spring. And you get to hear all about that and their philosophies and what kind of beers they're talking about. So just before we jump into that, I want to let you know that we are a member of the Hopped Up Network. It is a podcast network of regional independent beer podcasts, and you can find that at hoppedupnetwork.com. And please check out our YouTube channel. We are a member of the BrewTubers Homebrew Club, and I make homebrew-based videos either reviews or tips and tricks it's been a while since i've done that but i've got a couple of videos that i'm editing right now so check out but check out youtube.com forward slash wny brews or check out all of the wny brews podcast over at buffalobeerleague.com or you can just go to buffalo.beer and it'll take it to the same place so let's get right into the interview with patrick and brian Let's set All the right. scene. We are standing in what eventually, is what is in the process of becoming One-Eyed Cat Brewing. It is One-Eyed Cat. It's half-assed. It's uh, torn down. Um, there's patches everywhere. And we're drinking beer together. And we're serving beer out of a cooler. <laughs> you betcha. There you go. It is, in fact, One-Eyed Cat. A little bit of old, a little bit of new. <laughs> and you just heard Patrick and Brian. And Jesse, oh, of course. Would anybody expect anything less from what I get, dogs? <laughs> and Brian. Ser- serving beer out of a sketchy cooler and a sketchy bag. <laughs> That's how we you met you, you. And Scott. Yeah, I don't see a That's backpack everybody here. anywhere. So. No, I don't have a backpack, but I do, I do have the, uh, the cooler. Yeah, if you're not if you're not chasing us down at Thawfest asking us to taste your beer, do we know it's actually your beer? It's true. <laughs> that was tradition. This is true. That, that was absolutely tradition. I was thinking about that the other day. Um... <laughs> I remember um, half-ass loading 12-ounce bottles out of a kegerator tap <laughs> and figuring, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to keep these things cold. I don't know if there's gonna if it's going to be oxygenated, bottle capping it away and going, well, all right, here we go. And uh, having six of them and trying to keep the uh, bottle caps the right color, so I knew what the hell I was serving people, and uh, yeah, yeah, that day I think my balls must have been the size of 14-pound bowling balls, because under normal circumstances, I never would have gone up to strangers and went, hey, please, sir, would you like to try my beer? (laughs) You're probably the only person I've ever met who smuggled beer into like an all-you-can-drink can I ask you how many people ever answered that question with no? Um, <laughs> no, anybody that I asked, that that number is zero. But I was also very, very judicious about who I asked, which was something that certainly changed over the years. <laughs> mm-hmm. But 
Well, so, as evidenced by your current company, right? And, and to be fair, <laughs> I did approach you and say, would you like to try my beer? And I did smuggle beer into a festival. That's credentials at all. But, yeah. but if I recall, you tried the beer, and then you went on your merry way, and then you followed, well, you, you wound up at a table with my wife and I mm-hmm. sitting there and drinking more of that beer. <laughs> yes. So at all you can drink beer festival. Yes, yes. And yet you sat there and still drank <laughs> my oh, beer. We have so, no shame. We have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's plus, where, you know, why stand in line? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, that's where our level first started. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Patrick, what are we drinking right now? Right now you are drinking Lady War Black. That is our uh, Ten percent Russian Imperial Stout. Um, that's our house stout. Ding. <laughs> that is our house stout. So that when we do bourbon barrel aged stouts, uh, that is going to be the first that gets thrown into a barrel. And on nitro? No. Oh, okay. Nope. Just Good. because. Perfect. Thank you. Nitro is an added problem expense. Etc. Um, my personal feeling is if the beer is smooth enough, you don't need to make it smooth with nitro. Um, that's just my personal. My fault. When you said stout tap, I assumed you, it was my fault. Yeah, you said you'd oh, have no. a stout tap. Is this the beer that you're going to have in the stout tap, this or is that going to be like a rotating we, stout nope, tap? It'll be a rotating stout, but 90, I'm going to say 90% of the time it'll be this beer. Um, stout tap meaning it's going to be run outside of a glycol line, right? So will not be coming out of the tap at a normal chilled beer temperature. It'll be coming out of the tap at in the mid to high fifties because awesome. that's when you're going to get everything you need out of the stout. <laughs> right, excuse me, my beer isn't cold, right? Right, me? and that's great because one of the it's things, about education. Too. Exactly, <laughs> it is one hundred percent about yes. education. Yep. And all of our staff, including owners, are going to be Cicerone server tr- certified. Mm. So we're going to be able to say to you, you're right, your stout isn't cold. This is why. And if, if you don't like it because it's not cold, that's fine. Let me explain to you why it shouldn't be cold. If you still agree that if you still believe that it should be cold, let me get you a new one. Let me get you a new beer. Let me pour you something else. Or there's an outdoor patio. Just stick it in the snow for five minutes. Yeah, true. (laughs) We've already lost Brian. I'm working. He's a video. (laughs) The the education part is something that we've spoken about uh, amongst our group a lot, and uh, we're excited about you know being behind the bar and really not just. Making beer and pouring beer and saying bye on your merry way. We want to do like, you know, like an interactive, like this is your going to be your bar and we're going to tell you all about our beer and how we made it and the tasting notes. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's 100% not in the grand scheme of let's break it all down by percentages, but we believe in education 100%. Um, I've got five college degrees. Brian's got several degrees. We education is a major thing when it comes to beer. Lots of people will go. I love Hayburner. Well, why do you love Hayburner? It's a good beer. Yeah. What do you like about it? I like it. 
you know, and it's nothing against those individuals who that is as deep as it goes, but I think that there's a great opportunity for education in that. Education on the hops, the style. Why is my stout warm? This is why your stout's warm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a stout that you didn't like? Yes. What didn't you like about it? It tasted different than it smelled. That's because it was too cold. Well, it's the same with any art form. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, increasing knowledge just in- increases appreciation. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, uh, Saying anybody else, uh, you know, his point of view isn't isn't correct. It's just about deepening that appreciation. Absolutely. And if I can give you something about that beer that you didn't know otherwise, now all of a sudden you've got a different relationship with what's in your glass. You you there's a bigger connection, and you're going to take that with you. That's the beautiful thing. You're going to take that with you wherever you go. Next time you have a stout, you're going to be like, huh? I wonder if I warm this up in my hand, how that's going to change it. You're going to do little experiments, and then you're going to buy a homebrew kit, and then you're going to brew a bunch of shit in your basement, and then you're going to try to open a fucking brewery. <laughs> circle of life. And guilty. Isn't that right, Scott? Yeah. Did you, Not yet. Not yet. Did, did you mention that the style tap is going to be side pull? I would like it to be side pull just because one of the benefits of a side pull faucet is you get a much more dense and creamy head, mm-hmm. which is ideal for a stout, especially for the stout. Yeah, if there's anything that our beer scene needs, it's more side pulls, and nothing against lager. You get, everyone knows that we are very, very big proponents of local lager, but having a side pull tap for something that's not lager is very intriguing. It makes sense to me. It does. Um, stouts being carbonated less than other ales is how a lot of people get that to happen i like to carbonate my stouts at the exact same like you're going to get the same carbonation from this as you get from one of our ipas more bubbles more popping more odor mm-hmm. odor no aroma aroma <laughs> i'm sorry odor just well done. you do not want odor from a stout but yeah. <laughs> so you've given us a tour already uh, we started in the living room. Yes. Uh, ended up in the murder room. <laughs> so the this murder is room. true. Ended up in the murder room. <laughs> yep. Uh, but we didn't even say where we are. Like, we said where we oh. are, but now where we are. Hey, everybody. But it means Don't we pay you to be our podcast host? I was waiting for the well, whole big intro. Pepper. Isn't there usually a big intro? I like, in intro. Star Wars, you get the scrolling, yeah. you know. It, it was a time of rebellion, blah, blah. And he didn't even start out with... It was a time. There's a theme song that I'm going to put in. The in sound post. effects get added later, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, wait, do you mean physical address? Yeah, like where we are in the world here. W- Williamsville. Williamsville, we're in Williamsville. <laughs> Which is important. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Let's draw in I'm even more. We're on Main Street in Williamsville. That's Ooh, right. Let's find go, it. Let's go even a little <laughs> bit deeper than that. We are at a former wine bar. That was open for 12 years prior to uh, the COVID wow. pandemic, 18, 19, 20 months ago. 20 months ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, 20 months. 20 months ago. It was open for 12 years? Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yep, yep. I've never heard of it. I'm not a, well, I'm I mean, not to, to be fair. This isn't Buffalo Wine League, so. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you also live way the fuck down in Hamburg. We do, yeah. We Eden. do. Oh, yeah, Jesus. I'm even further. Eden. 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 Eden
<laughs> you live in like the bottom bone. You live close <laughs> to the terrace, don't you? Yeah, I do. I live right there. Yeah, we live on the hinterlands. I like the hinterlands. <laughs> in the hinterlands. <laughs> so yeah, we are at uh, fifty-eight ninety-three Main Street in Williamsville, New York. Zip code one four two two one. For for your hate mail. <laughs> and uh, before you guys go, I highly recommend walking through the front door a couple of times because the cozy nature of that little living room just it, it's like a snapping your fingers like you're gonna walk through the second third time you're gonna be like oh this feels like home he's already right trying away. to kick you guys out yeah right, right <laughs> no, well that's a wrap thanks yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing i'm picturing like i'm picturing like a hot chocolate stout in a high back leather chair mm-hmm. the fire's blazing maybe you got the yule log on the tv yes quite yes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That's, that would they do have a fire. Or, or I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll one-up you on that uh, hot chocolate stout. How about a an 8-ounce snifter glass of maintenance kiss? Mm-hmm. That works. And, and a cigar out by the fire pit. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, 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 do you think we should go down to one on car? <laughs> so by the time people listen to this, because we'll knows, be open, right? right? It's November. <laughs> you never know. It's November 9th right now upon recording. So what's our timeline? What do we think? For the production of this podcast? I don't no, know. Time, I've seen it go months. I have gone one. <laughs> What's um, more likely? One I can't be behind this bar. You know, I'm not going to play that fucking the, game, and I'll tell you why. Because that game was played with us in Hofbrau House, yeah. and uh, here we fucking sit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be open first, Hofbrau or One Eyed Cat? <laughs> yeah. I had money on us. I lost big time. <laughs> but to be fair, we were way bigger. Well, when that opened, I was like, no shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's no. not April, and it's not the first, so they might be serious. <laughs> All right. Brian is looking at, uh, what, Buffalo Beer Brat's Instagram page. What, do you, think, what are you doing over there? Honestly, I think we're oh. in our head. You never um, stop with it the would be, It would make a lot of sense to be open and offering beer for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Oh, wow! All and right. whether and whether with the the semantics of applications and um, construction timelines, if that can be end of February, then so be it. And if not, hopefully we can be open for St. Patrick's. Knocking on wood, right by the mic. Yeah. yeah. Is that with the inclusion of uh, expected hiccups or yeah. or? Okay, that's good. Yeah. So I I will guarantee this. I will guarantee you that we will have a Memorial Day weekend grand opening. All right. That I'll guarantee. Mm-hmm. We're right. talking live bands. We're talking mobile axe throwing. We are talking yeah. hula hoopers and flamethrowers <clears throat> and just things the likes of which Williamsville has well, not seen. Debauchery. <laughs> yes. The <likes> yes. <laughs> debauchery the likes of which Williamsville has not seen. And it'll, it'll be a weekend long. And then we'll settle down and get into the business of community and absolutely being a part of this uh part of this neighborhood do you have any indication that people around here know that you're coming <laughs> i have 
indication in we have indication in the sense that for the first four nights that we were in here mm-hmm. working, it was warm enough that we had the patio door open, and we had this first time we had this little lady. Little she was lady. probably five feet tall, maybe a little under. She came toddling in. I mean, with what five of us, like. Yep. Tall beards, tattoos, yep. drinking walked, beer, walked, drinking, drinking beer. beer, walked right in the door. She walked right in the door and she says, tell me it's true. And I said, <laughs> what, what is that? And she goes, you're putting a brewery in here. And I said, no, I'm sorry. We're putting a tattoo parlor in here. <laughs> and she goes, there's one already in here. And I go, no, I'm just kidding. Where are we? Yeah, we're putting a brewery in here. And she goes, oh, thank you. God! Yeah. Oh, good. And she was what? Just halfway down yep. the block? Her name five, is, five, and I, I am not shitting you, her name is B. Sharp. No. I swear is. to God. I swear <laughs> That's amazing. to anyone's idea of God yeah. that her name, her first name is B, as in Beatrice, and her last name is Sharp. So that's a great Simpsons reference. It is a great Simpsons reference. Absolutely. I need to talk to Amanda Hug and Kiss. I need an Amanda Hug and Kiss. No, yeah, her her name was B Sharp, and she was the very first person besides our landlord to welcome us to the neighborhood. And she assured us that she would be down here for barbecue, mm-hmm. and her husband would That's be awesome. down here for and beer. Just, and what, two days after that, two days I, a after couple that, of ladies walked, walking their dogs. They, they, they stopped, they, came, they waved, they came walking come in, come in with their dogs. You, come in. you yeah. guys are going to have the red hats. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, it was a couple of days after that I was here, and a guy was out walking, and actually he was on a mission to come here because I saw him walking down the street. He walked down the street, turned down the sidewalk, came right up inside and said, Hi, how are you? My name is... Sorry for listening, but I don't remember your name. Um, uh, let's call him Dave. Hi, my name's Dave. I live right down the street. I was hoping... I drove by and saw the door open. I hope you wouldn't mind me coming in and introducing myself and say welcome to the neighborhood. I'm like, no, do not mind at all. You want to have a beer? He passed on the beer, but... Yeah, and then uh, there have been a couple other people who have who have just... They've been walking by, saw the doors were open, came in, and it's wonderful. introduced themselves. So it they, feels nice. Yeah, it's very, very nice. You, I mean, I guess you never really know. Some people have mixed feelings. You know, the brewery coming sure. in. Is it going to be? A, yeah. You know, is it going to be a frat party? Yeah. A party you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every year, of, uh, every weekend of the year. Yeah. I mean, not that you know, I mean, we know that, but you know, breweries tend not to have that. Right. You know, I mean, you're not open till four in the morning. You're not right. right. You know, you're not catering to a college crowd necessarily. Yeah. And it, the one thing about Williamsville, the one thing about Williamsville is that they are very, very open to small businesses mm-hmm. and very open to business in general in the village. So they've kind of they've kind of really welcomed us with open arms. Um, we we came in, we had the building planning department and the fire marshal come in and they're walking around and, okay, what are you going to do over here? And then when everything was, when all the business was aside, the general consensus between the two of them was, it's going to be fantastic to have another brewery here. It'll be great to have somebody here. Yeah. And when we were bouncing questions off of them, it, it wasn't, there weren't hard no answers. It was always, oh, we can help, we can work. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the code is here, but we can work up to this point 
you're going to want to apply for this. And they were kind of just bouncing ideas off of us and helping us kind of, uh, kind of expand that, that view of what we wanted to do outside and even inside. It was, it was nice. Yeah. You know, really good. You got quite the outside space too. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. we saw it in the dark, but still a lot of room. Yep. There's a fair amount of room, I think. Um, so overall, the building itself, our portion of the building, is 2,000 square feet. We have pretty much the entire basement to ourselves, which is probably an additional 1,000 to 1,500 square feet. Yeah. And then the, with the outdoor space, um, the max occupancy is probably going to work out somewhere to 65, between 65 and 68 for the interior. Um, with the exterior, because that's not figured, and we were planning on, with the tables and everything going on out on the patio, we're probably going to hit a max occupancy of the property, at probably between 100 and 110. <clears throat> then you do your business math of, okay, the average per person is one and a half beers an hour at 110, da, 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 and then oh, it yeah, just go down this. Well, I know. Who's, who's I said average, okay? We're above average. You guys are You guys are the straight line of the bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's an area that's ripe for um, for what we have to offer, mm-hmm. and you know you've got you've got uh, Brightsmith down the road. Um, we are not Brightsmith. We will not be Brightsmith. We do not strive to be Brightsmith. Uh-huh. Um, we have our own. I know Brightsmith, and you, sir, <laughs> you, sir, are no Brightsmith. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, and, and nothing against Brightsmith at all. Um, that's just not us. Um, I like to, we've had discussions, you know, if you take the microcosm of Buffalo, please. Um, if you take, take the microcosm, that was not a Henny Youngman reference. If you take the microcosm of Buffalo, please. No, if, you, if, you, if you take the microcosm of yeah. Buffalo and use it as a template for the rest of the country, Big Ditch Resurgence are Budweiser, and Coors, right? Yeah. They're sure. So I, I understand your reference. Thanks. So, so to not s- not to say that they're right. Exactly. But I understand your exactly. reference. So to say, ooh, we want to be the next big ditch is asinine. That's yeah. asinine. We can't be big ditch. We cannot do what big ditch does. We will never have a beer that is quote the next hay burner because no beer will ever be hay burner. We don't have the financial wherewithal to have the advertising, to have the marketing that Big Ditch or Resurgence has. The plus side of that is we're so small that Big Ditch and Resurgence can't do what we do. Yeah. They cannot. There's no way they can possibly do what we do. Yeah, they say that all the time. Right, they, they just can't be as nope. agile as smaller guys. There's a there's a place in the market for something. Like Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, there is. It's, you know, small, um, cozy, you know, person. You know, I come in here, I know who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's small, it's very comfortable, and that's a very appealing thing. Mm-hmm. Even you know, we do the same thing. You know, and I like I like to see the the people brewing the beer behind the bar. I like to talk shop when I when I drink, and I like that stuff a lot. Yeah. 
You don't feel like you're just a one of a sea of people in this huge production facility downtown. It's nice. Right. And the benefit of being small, <clears throat> we're going to start out with nine taps when you include the sub tap. So I, I like to say eight taps just because the sub tap is, in my mind, is a given. Um, but we're running a two-barrel system. We're going to be brewing four four days a week. Yeah. <laughs> What's what, Did you take what, Mike into the bathroom? What beer are we drinking here? So this is another experiment. Another experimental. This is just honestly, it was an ale that I made uh, as my last homebrew, um, but it's not going to be my last homebrew anymore. Uh, just to kind of get through some hops, honestly. So I used um, uh, Mosaic, Cashmere, and Vic Secret. And this, I wouldn't even call, this, and, uh, this is nowhere cast, near an IPA. No, it's an IPA. It's a, it's a pale ale. No, yeah. But, but it definitely has, it. there's an IPA, <laughs> there's an IPA base to it and an IPA. It's only 5%. Of, I wanted something that was, super like, yeah. yeah. I, well, I actually is, wouldn't have minded great, even great, great fours. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I unexpectedly moaned <laughs> in the microphone <laughs> when I picked up my glass. Well, yeah. unexpected okay? to some. Some of us expected that. pie and grapefruit a little bit. It's very good. Almost a little like that. I Junior wanted something that was going to be super. Uh, I mean, because we had, I had the seven point three five percent. Patrick had a whole lot of <clears> higher <throat> ABVs. And I was like, let's imagine just that. do something yeah, even that. on the other end of the spectrum that we are not going to get, you know, silly drunk drinking out of the tap. You know, yeah, yeah. I can put a few of these. Down. Yeah, this is quite. This one's quite good. Very, very flavorful. But the, the body, it's clean. You can do ales without it being cloudy. You know what? You know, you, you, no, I agree with him. You can, but what you have to do is you have to put a whole shit ton of fucking fruit puree in there. Oh, that's right. Oh, and that's some lactose. That's what, that's what this And um, you have to have the propensity for if you hold your hand over the rim of the glass, the glass has to have the propensity to explode. Otherwise, it's not a true, authentic beer. <laughs> so that brings me to the beer that tastes like beer. Mm-hmm. No, 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 <laughs> no! Stop! No, no! You've got the wrong company, sir. Beer flavored this beer. Is beer. Beer. You've got the wrong company. Beer. See, what you're missing is this, that. This was the um, whole question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so again, hold on. What's like, the question? Again, what? Yeah. What is? Oh, the, yeah. the question was: You guys, you guys, uh, I, I can cut this out too. You guys threw that out there: beer flavored yep. beer, and then all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It, was, it was like exactly. It, was, I, it wasn't all of a sudden. It was exactly three weeks later. Was it? Yep. I know because uh, one of I my one of our <laughs> group, no, you don't have to. That's okay. No. You don't have to. And we didn't please, do anything. Please wrong. don't. Please don't. Um, one of our good friends, uh, Ren Hayes, uh, shot a text to both of us the morning that uh, Big Ditch made he the is announcement. The black bearded nerd. Black bearded nerd. He's yep. on. Um, Instagram, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Yeah. Blackbeard nerd, yeah. check him out. He is freaking fantastic. He's a nice dude. Um, he shot us a text the morning that they announced the first two beers in their quote "beer that tastes like beer" series. Now, <clears throat> my initial gut instinct was expletive, expletive, expletive. Uh, followed by stomp and storm and stomp and storm, <laughs> followed by expletive, 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 Text followed by texting Brian, followed by 
taking a really deep breath and going, I have no legal basis to be pissed off. Yeah. So fuck them. But when you, when you actually, if you wanted to fo- follow the digital footprints that we have mm-hmm. of, of emails, of, of making the t-shirt and sending it off to the printers yep. and getting it, there's, there's a digital footprint yeah. to us but, and the saying. But then you have to think also, you're like, okay, this is what we came up with. And we have somebody like the size of that person yep. is copying a couple of little nobodies in their basement. Now, again, we, we don't, we can't, I want to temper that statement with who knows how long this was in the process. For sure. Right? Also very true. Who knows? Yes. I personally, and I love Matt and Corey. I do. Hi, Matt. Um, what I think struck me the most is that their first two beer that tastes like beer offerings were a Hefe and a Gosa, yeah. which were the two beers that we had at CBW Pop-Up when we debuted these t-shirts. Okay. So there's, there's a whole world of um, coincidences uh, that led to, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fuck you guys. But then, eh, what the fuck? You know what? Yeah. You do what you do because I know from seven years of watching this industry, that's the only time you're going to make a go so. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Because you can't sustain that. You can't sustain that. And that's okay. That's cool. Again, Big Ditch has their niche. Yeah. They've created it themselves, which good on them. Hey. That's fucking awesome. I'm proud to say I live in a city where a craft brewery like Big Ditch can exist and that they have the market that they do. You can get Hayburner fucking everywhere. Yeah. I don't give a shit Mighty where Taco. you are. Yeah. You can get it at Mighty Taco. You can be at a gas station in the east bumfuck side of Alden. Yeah. Pump gas in your car and go in there and grab a six pack of fucking Hayburner. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. Okay? You're never going to find one in a cat there. That's not a value judgment. No, we'll see. I'm simply saying you're never going to find one-eyed cat. Ever. Yeah. My desire, our desire, excuse me, our desire as a company is not to have our beer at the Bills Stadium. It's not to have our beer at KeyBank Arena. It, that's not our desire. Mm. We we don't want that. We want to control yeah. the environment. A couple of bottle shops? A couple of bottle shops, sure. Probably. We want to control the environment because we want to be able to talk to you about the beer. That's it. That That's what this is about. It's about relationships. It's about community. It's about bringing you in, wanting you to come back in four days because you know that we only have two barrels of each band of each beer. So you know that the last time you were in here, there were eight taps. And let's say there was a Belgian Dubel, a Belgian triple, a traditional German Gosa, a cream ale and amber ale, um, Russian Imperial stout. There was a Brett, a Brett Saison. You know that out of all those eight beers, 
at least two of them aren't going to be there the next time you go in. Mm-hmm. There's going to be something else, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, ooh, I want to go see what's there now. Okay. Speaking of that cream ale, were you, any of you guys at the Darwin Martin house for the wet hopped oh. cream ale? Oh, no, oh, I missed that. God, that was, I wanted to pour yeah. with, I wanted to come pour with yes, you that day, but I didn't. My, I that was so good. It was like someone took a slice of a peach and dropped it in a dry Chardonnay. And that was our selling point to all the people that were there yes. that are like, I don't like beer. Yeah. What do you drink? I drink a little, white. A little different uh, kind of stratification of a beer drinker, mm-hmm. especially at that Martin house. Right. And to be able to kind of um, advertise it with like a shard, a dry Chardonnay sort of twist, really, it, we didn't bring any home. Nope. Oh, <laughs> well, no, I think I brought a little, very little bit of the idea ounce of the pour, pour, and then it was gone. Oh, us with these beers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, so Patrick, the question is, will we see it again? Yes, absolutely. Every year we will do a centennial <laughs> a centennial wet hopped version yes. of our cream ale. So absolutely. Patrick had uh, two binds or one bind? Uh, one bind of centennial. One bind of centennial growing in his backyard. Yep. And we clipped all the hop cones off of it, and we came up with, what was it? Three, five ounces, three, three, ounces. three ounces, and uh, I was able to make it at about a fifteen-minute yep. late boil edition. The whole cones, mm. shredded them all up, and and it just it was no dry phenomenal. hop, no nothing, and it was, it was awesome. Yep, we, we love our cream. That, oh, yeah. but that also goes back to that idea that there's this idea from other. I think there's an idea in our Buffalo community that certain beers aren't good sellers. Certain beers aren't sexy, and they're not going to make you tons of money. That might be true to an extent, but a two barrels of a cream ale, I mean, I can't, I can't yeah. keep it in keg form yeah, fast we, enough. Yeah, we, we blow, we, we blow through it's two awesome. barrels of our cream well, ale that, in three days. That's also so true, easy. depending yeah. on who you talk to. Depending Correct. On, through through yeah. our travels, right. it depends on what brewery you're talking That's to. Right. It depends on what Very brewery true. you're talking to. Yeah. So I my my experience with that phenomenon, I'll call it a phenomenon, is the exact same as yours. Um, when you encounter a brewery that is owned by brewers, they will tell you, you make what you love, mm-hmm. and then you make people love it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You make what you love, and you make people love it. You don't sit there and say... Nope. Nobody drinks stout in July. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a little story for you. This little story is called. I mean, I do. This this little story is called Buffalo Brewfest. Hashtag dark beer. Two thousand two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. All right. This was our very first actual brewing festival that we participated in. Thank you, Chris Hare. And <laughs> we showed up, and we had a Jerry Low Azaka Pale Ale. This is bizarre aspect of my brain because I can remember everything we served at every freaking thing. Uh, Jerry Loazaka Pale Ale. We had a blueberry pomegranate Hefeweizen called Take It Easy Brenda because it is the most soccer mom looking thing because we use real blueberries, Elegantville, and real pomegranates. Um, <laughs> and the thing was just pink. It was pink, cloudy. It looked like a freaking mimosa. It was gorgeous. Uh, and then I had the original version of Lady War Black, which at that point was a 12% Russian mm. Imperial Stout, had that in 12-ounce bottles. We blew through 50 
12 ounce bottles of Lady War Black before we blew through anything else. A 12% Russian Imperial Stout. The second week in August, the outside temperature was 97 degrees. Mm-hmm. And that tells me anyone who says that no one wants a stout in July can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. Because what you want to say is we don't want to brew a stout in July. Well, I think there's a difference. I mean, I think stout has become synonymous almost with these over, you know, adjuncted, uh, heavy, yeah, thick, yes. syrupy yeah. stouts. Yeah. And they don't there, have to be that way. They can be lighter. They can be absolutely. They can I be dry. Fully agree they can be with crisp. You. They and, can be fun to drink. You know? Yeah. And this is what I I know what you're getting. At. And and this is this Brian is the only the only one we have left that you haven't tried is our bourbon barrel aged Belgian quad. Of course. <laughs> um, that get, that gets to the heart of what one I cat is about. And anybody who's been to any of our pop ups knows that. And Realistically, that's why we chose this space, because we want a space that evokes the environment of our pop-ups. Every single human being that shows up to one of our former pop-ups, I'll say former because we're not doing them anymore. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace. There's, there's, a, there's a reason for that, um, and I'm debating whether or not I want to get into it. Um, <laughs> no. Brian says no. Okay. Um, you couldn't hear his head shake. No, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You might have been. You might have um, been pretty intense. But uh, we we want to evoke we'll that that one on that one on one feeling. We we talk to everybody who shows up at our pop up, and we relate to everyone who shows up at our pop up. We're you are all friends. You are all family. And when I say you can come to our house for a drink, not only is it literally a fucking house. Quite literally. Quite literally. But it's going to have the feel of a house. You're going to come here and you're going to feel at home. And you're going to drink awesome beer and you're going to talk to people about that awesome beer. I can never tell you as much as I would love to that we're going to have the absolute best stout in Buffalo. I can never tell you that we are going to have beer that no one else in Buffalo is ever going to make. Or if they do try it, we're going to be the beer that every other per, every other brewery that tries a Belgian Dubelle is going to be care, compared to one I cat because we are the best. But I can tell you that we will make you the absolute best beer that we are capable of making. And you will love it. That's the only thing that I can promise is we will make the absolute best beer that we can make. And we're making it for you. That being said, let me pour you. Yeah, some. I'm Bourbon barrel aged <laughs> dark ages. Like, brace yourself. Man. This this is Oh wait, there's this another one. Oh, oh I no. forgot. My back just tensed up a little bit. <laughs> I forgot. Ooh, I forgot. Got weak in the knees over Yeah, there. I mean for anybody uh, that's not present in the tap room, we just pulled out a <laughs> bottle of Maniac's Kiss uh, 2019. So yeah, forget, I often forget that people can't see what we're <laughs> I thought we had a video aspect to this podcast. It's not tonight. No, there, although there will be pictures at W and no at uh, BuffaloBeerLeague.com. I have to tell you, when we did this San Torres tasting event. Yeah, talk about so that. This it was, was a insane. trip around Belgium with a with a pit stop in Germany or? flight flight to Belgium with a layover in Germany. Germany. 
Uh, we had yeah, we offered Please. five uh, beers at this event at Santor's: a Belgian blonde, a Belgian Duvel, <laughs> a Belgian triple, a quad, and a, an Oktoberfest. And I'll tell you, brewing the Belgians was extremely satisfying. Oh God! It's Patrick always tells me, you know, time is one of the best brewers. And you you brew these things and and you get your little um, your you you get a lesson in patience and you watch them develop and ferment and those diacetyls come out and and you know it changes throughout those 21, 28 days in the fermenter and then you get to experience these beers with everybody and it was just it's very enjoyable and I I think. Um, I think these Belgian style beers are something that, you know, if you're honest with yourself, when was the last time you were able to go out in Buffalo and get a Belgian triple served to you out of a tap system? That doesn't happen very often. Very few, right? And these are things that we want to do more frequently and have them coming out of a tap system and offering to people. This would be amazing. I it's love that idea. Fun. You're also talking to a subsect of beer drinkers in this room right now that would relish that, you know, and who are, who have been we've been looking, we've been looking for that, you know. Not only have we promoted lager, we've promoted, we've also been big on uh, traditional European style beers. Yes, absolutely. And those those I don't want maybe not more of a comeback, but more having more of a presence in the area. Yeah. So it's like that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you this: running the risk of having. Another brewery somewhere listen to this podcast and go, hey, you know what we should brew? Yep. Nobody listens um, to this podcast. I hope other breweries listen to this podcast. That'd be great, too. <laughs> that'd, be to tremendous. You, that'd be tremendous. So I only have three notifications turned on on Twitter. You're one of three people that I have notifications turned Because you on see for. a lot during Bill's games. Yes. About, <laughs> he, he turns you on, Scott. Yeah. He turns yeah. you on. You heard it here first, folks. So um, oh, running, running the risk of having that Ooh. happen, I will Ooh. say... Um, this is this is what we do, and you are not a subsect of the population. We've been doing pop ups since fuck, end of twenty eighteen. Okay, every pop up that we've done has had at least one of the beers was something that you're not going to fucking find anywhere else in Buffalo at any given moment, and. That's the feedback that we've gotten every single time. Are you fucking kidding me? An ESB? You brew a fucking ESB? ESB? You know, what's funny is that I literally said those words to you yes. in your CBW podcast, yes. our pop-up, because you, you had a 10% all-citra <laughs> Imperial IPA on, and yes, I literally did. said those words to you. Yep. And I've been drinking your beer since the beginning. Right. Yep. And that's what, that's what we will continue to do. And Scott, it was a ten percenter, malt based ten percent. Right. This Not, isn't this isn't dextrose, this isn't lactose. Dextrose what else can we throw in there? This is. I personally have spent the past <laughs> which years, gives you the complexity years of my life flavor, of my you know? brewing yeah. life, learning how to do this shit, and learning how to do it with grain. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna. I, I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. Lady War Black has a little bit of dextrose in it. But the dextrose that it has in it is to make up for the fact that I mash it at an extremely high temperature 
so that you get that oil feeling of the stout in your mouth. And I've always said, as dirty as it sounds, once you swallow the beer, I don't want you to forget that you had something in your mouth. I, I don't, because what's the fucking point? You might as well drink Budweiser. You might as well drink some other pale ale piece of crap if you're going to sip it, drink it, swirl it around your mouth, swallow, forget about it. What's the point? I want my beer to stick with you. I want you to go, God damn, that's like eating a meal. So, so to be clear, were you promoting drinking a couple butt heavies, or were you not? <laughs> we did see some paps on the way in here. Yes. So I know. Well, that 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 is yeah. But um, yeah, this, part of the construction crew, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this is what we do. This is what we've always done. This is what our um, community. I, I prefer to call them community rather than followers or customers. Cust- or, I don't like the word customers. The family. That's too family. Right. Yeah. This, this is very yeah. Very this visual. is this is what our 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 wanted cat family has come to expect of us, and we would be complete dicks if we opened up and said. Here are four variations of a Nipah, three fruited sours. Oh, and we threw in a smoked porter just to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, how popular do you think we'd be? We, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. And we're not going to do that, because if you want a fantastic New England-style IPA, Thin Man all day long. There's plenty of places around. Yeah. Thin Man all day long. You want a fruited milkshake smoothie sour? Hey, froth is just, what, Do we have 20 minutes away? Yeah. Could, not, could, we, you, could we do them? Absolutely. We're not Will, gonna we, do them? Will we do them? Six no. out of the eight taps. Right. right. And that's not because I have anything against those, although you know my feelings on sours. I just, that, no, I'm not a sour person. I'll, I would brew them, but that's not what we do. Don't you have an award-winning Goza? Whew. That's a great question. A Goza? <laughs> yes. Is it crystal clear? Yes, it is. And when we put that Goza in a tequila barrel and throw that shit on tap. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Yeah. But it's traditional German Goza. It's all grain. Imagine stringing those did words put, together. Did you bourbon put barrel in here? No. Tequila barrel no, aged Goza. No, I did not. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. We have that availability because we took the time and energy to. Fly down to Louisville and buy barrels and drive them back home in a U-Haul. Right. Oh, That's just right. the way it was. It sounds like an awesome trip. The, it was. The Goza, how are you souring it? With uh, lacto. Okay. You're worried about. Are, are you going to boil it afterwards? Mm-hmm. Or? Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Kettle sour with you're lacto. Um, I'm in. Because you get uh, well, because you're going to throw it in a barrel with all these other things. Oh no, 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 no. So the tequila barrel is going to be simply for the gozo. Wonderful. So we're not going to throw anything else in the tequila barrel. If we ever get to the point where we want to do a a different tequila barrel beer, we have a barrel connection. We can just get (laughs) a couple more. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I was surprised to see how many barrels you have in the basement already. Yes, we have twenty. Because, again, this is an extension of our homebrew presence. This isn't, okay, now we're brewers. Let's take this shit seriously, guys. Let's, 
let's write ourselves a, a fucking Nipa recipe and then we'll switch the hops around a little bit and give it a different funky name and we'll put that out there and people will be great about it. Just don't let them order a flake because they'll never know it's the same fucking beer. Um, no, this is this is our, you know, this true. is an extension <laughs> of our home brewing. We barrel aged as home brewers. I know that that sort of thing is few and far between, but that's how we cut our teeth on barrel aging. That's how we learned how to barrel age. This beer that you're drinking right now was made in my fucking basement. And it was put into a bourbon barrel. So slowly down. Absolutely. It's got legs. It has legs, uh, for sure. To kind of parlay off of what Patrick was saying, he also has, you know, waterproof labels. And he also has wax-dipped tops. And, like... The, that attention, that attention to detail, even on a small scale level. Have you is ever seen one of these? We are going no. to. You have never seen one of these. Doing no. these. My no. God, take a look at that. I am looking at it. I'm a home brewer too, but uh, you know, not to this I've level. Had the of <laughs> You've had the pleasure of seeing <laughs> both drinking. iterations. Yeah. I was just saying, we've had a couple beer. variations of this beer. So, nice. And I will tell you a this: smoked English barley wine. Who would have thought bourbon barrel aged bourbon barrel aged smoked English barley wine? And it's just the sexiest version (laughs) of of sultry and malty and complex. But you wouldn't, I I swear to God, if if you didn't say to anybody what it was, they would never put it on 13%, 13 13.1. What is it? And they, 13? 13%. And they would never, ever guess that that was a home brew. Mm -hmm. You guys have some small glasses. To put back here, right? For some years, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not so, tonight. So I'll tell. You, no, we don't have any. We don't have any tonight. But of course, this doesn't go above the second knuckle. Our our marketing strategy is eight dollar pour, and that's across the board. Period. It makes it easier for you as the beer drinker. It makes it easier for us bookkeeping wise. Makes it easier for our beer tender. She doesn't have to worry about fuck all. It's eight dollars. Two dollar tip. Put a tenner on the bar. Right there, you go. (laughs) Perfect. Absolutely. Exactly. So when Maynard's Kiss comes out, the twenty two twenty two version will come out on Black Friday. We're gonna barrel. We're gonna barrel age it. We're gonna bottle condition everything that comes out of that barrel. We will probably pull a sixel, which is five gallons, and offer two ounce samples to people. Good idea. So, you, you so you're like, you're like, bottle. you're like, exactly. Jesus, bourbon barrel aged smoked English barley. I don't even know what that tastes like. Why am I going to pay whatever we're asking for that? And the beer tender will say, Well, would you like a sample of it? Mm-hmm. Here's two ounces. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to say, living in Hamburg, there's no way I'm ever going to come up here and drink. <laughs> That's very true. And then drive back down on 12% nope. beers. But I, I don't will, know, but I I don't know also... if I should ask this, but will you be doing flights? <laughs> we will be doing flights, but there are certain beers Good. that will not be counted in the flights. Now, I will tell you, you this. Keep it nice and light for me. I can come out. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you this, because this is building off of your uh, question about flights. Let's say it's let's say it's a twenty five dollar flight pairing, and we'll be working with pork bellies very very closely, and we'll offer four flights of barbecue 
So maybe one thing will have two chicken wings in it. One thing will have however many ounces of pulled pork, and then you'll have smoked brisket, and then you'll have something else. And we'll be have worked with them ahead of time. We'll have four beers that pair perfectly with that. So you'll pay your whatever twenty five dollars, and you'll get your two flight boards, and it'll be beer and barbecue paired. Now that'll do two things. Number one, that'll expose people to some of our beers that they may never have, never try. Hmm. Like somebody might go, ah, yeah, Belgian triple, I'm not going to order that. I don't even know what the fuck that is, and I don't know if it'll work. But if we give you a smoked and then fried seasoned chicken wing and pair that with a Belgian triple, can I sub that out? No, you cannot. This is this is it. We've curated this specifically for this. Hmm. And you're going to try that Belgian triple, and you're going to be like, holy. Fuck, that was way better than I thought it was. Holy shit, I think I might order some of that. Yeah. that There's that, plus there's the idea that we as a company feel that craft beer should be treated like fine wine. 100%. It should be treated like fine wine. It should be curated to pair with food. There should be meaning behind it. It should be something other than, I'm fucking thirsty. Well, if you're fucking thirsty, there's a million things for you to drink. Yeah. Don't come here because you're thirsty. You're um, not going to drink this yeah. because you're thirsty. Nope. Or I'm going to drink 18 of them before I go into a Bills game. Right. Huh. You're going to drink this because you love the way it tastes. Yeah. And that's the point behind what we at One Eye Cat do. Ties well into the educational portion of what we're trying to do as well. Kind of food pairings, um, tasting notes, uh, potentially trying to do uh, different sauces mm-hmm. with some of the beer-based uh, yeah. flavors and stuff like that. Like Fuck the Wall, the uh, Mexican hot chocolate porter yeah. being turned into a barbecue sauce. Yes. Nice. I miss that beer. That's a good beer. I've got uh, 18 bottles of it at home, but the problem is it's over-carbonated. Ooh. So every time you open one, you lose like <laughs> 8 ounces of a 12-ounce yeah. bottle. Yeah. But th- I'll tell you what, the Bending. 4 fucking ounces that are left, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> But we will we will be bringing that beer okay. back. Good. We will be bringing that beer back. That's good enough. Uh, um, but yeah, it it comes down to education. It comes down to community. It comes down to being a family, mm-hmm. and that goes as far as our employees as well. Like we are paying premium wages for bar staff. None of this eight dollar and sixty cent shit. No, yeah. because. As a company, we believe that it's our duty to look out for, like, we have a voice. It's our duty to use that voice. It's our duty to look out for the people who are caught in this fucking bullshit of, I'm in the service industry, you know, and the majority of people in the service industry, the, the, the monetary thought behind that is, I'm not going to pay them a living wage. I'm going to pay them the wage that I have to pay them, and it's up to them to make a living. Well, fuck that. No. Fuck you. What right do you have to do that? You don't have any fucking right to do that. And I think all of us here have worked at jobs where that's been the case, where they go, nope, you get what you get. Fucking figure it out. If you got to work a part-time job, that's not on me. And every one of us has had to make that decision of, okay, do I bite the bullet and just struggle away at this? And then what that comes down to is somebody else telling you 
that, you know, okay, you're a bartender. You have the potential on a Friday night to make $500. What the fuck are you bitching about? And what that says is your dignity comes with a price. And who in all of humanity deserves to be told that I can buy your dignity? Watch me. You make enough money, what are you complaining about? I'm complaining because you're a fucking dick. Hmm. I'm complaining because, you know, this person has had three beers and they're clearly have pre-gamed before they came here. And I'm wanting to cut them off, but the bar manager is looking at me saying, no, we need that fucking sale. That's why I'm complaining. I make a lot of money, but it's not worth my dignity. And so for us, we're paying a premium for our bartenders. At the end of next year, we want to offer health insurance to our bartenders. We're going to start right off offering vacation time and sick days to our bartenders. Mm-hmm. You have an application <laughs> <laughs> because because it's about treating people like human beings. Yes. And well, we I think that's uh, you know part of this big great resignation Absolutely. movement that's going on 100% right now. It is. Uh, people are uh, sick of working for uh, you know sub subpar living wages. I just uh, I'm a nurse at Mercy. I just we just ended our month long uh, strike. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But you know it's it's easy to sit here. In uh, it's easy to sit here at home and talk the talk. So when when it's at when it's our turn at the at the plate with the bat in our hand, uh, like are we going to walk the walk? And it's, it's going to be yeah, we're going to we're going to walk the walk. This is what we believe in. This is what we're going to do. Anybody else want to come in with us? You're more than welcome to. Well, I'm sure it's you'll cool. attract great talent with that mindset. Well, the whole thing is that that's, we, also, that's also a great point. That's yes. that is that's the point. It's it is. Um, we want we want to have good people. We want to have great people. Yeah. But above it all is that idea of family. Like we want when we have our five year anniversary, we want everybody who has started working with us to still be working with us. And we want them to work with us because, yeah, we took the time to get them involved. We took the time to have them, you know, to train them. We're going to pay for their Cicerone server training if it's necessary. We're going to do all of these things. And, yes, we will have invested time in them, but it's a relationship. Hmm. You're our family. You're going to stick with us because you believe in the things that we stand against. You're going to stick with us because you believe in our vision. You believe in our brand. And we treat you like fucking family. We, we all know how much time we spend with coworkers. It's, it's a lot of time yeah. out of our lives spent with coworkers. So if we can make coworkers an extended part of our family, then so be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? and, those, and somebody yeah, who's, weird. Somebody who's treated that way is also willing like to Physically go. or just... No, I mean, oh. is is willing to go a lot farther Sorry, for you guys. Somebody who's treated Duggar, right? they're willing to go farther for the brand for the Absolutely. company. Just really, Absolutely, really, you know, there's a couple and tabs open. You know, it's right? more than just a job. <laughs> I, like I, I pride myself on every one of my pop ups. <laughs> on every one of our pop ups that somebody comes in and, and I'll say, "What what what do you have?" and she'll go, "I don't like beer." And I pride myself, and Brian's seen this in action several times, 
I don't know how he does it. Of, but he does okay, it every okay, what single do you, time. What do you drink? Yeah. What do you drink? Oh, I drink, I drink liquor. What yeah. kind of liquor oh, do you tonic. drink? Gin and tonic. I drink gin and tonic. Okay, I've got something for you. Hang on. And I'll reach Drugs. back in the secret stash, and I'll pull something out, and I'll go try this, and she'll Drunk drink it, and she'll go, oh, that was oh my God, I really like that. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a beer drinker. Yeah. Thank you. you and that's that's the goal is to have. Oh, Scott is. That's the best smell I've had on that. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott, this is Scott's first adventure really? with Maynard's Kiss. It is. It is. Oh my goodness. I've only been to oh, two of the pop-ups. You know, not this Scott. No, Santora's no. <laughs> like way back, a long time ago. And uh, and yeah. Ham and Patty's when it was still Ham and Patty. Mm. Oh, so you had our. Um, this is where I show my encyclopedic knowledge of our pop ups. So you had our rye brown ale, probably. At, yep, yeah. and uh, ooh, and then he blanks. Uh, Daredevil. Oh, you fucker! You killed the bottle. You got some sediment in there. You got. I do need shake it up. It's bottle aged. So Maynard's Kiss is our bourbon barrel aged smoked English barley wine. It comes in at a nice whopping thirteen percent. Nice light. Let me let me, nice tell, let me tell you a funny story about uh, Maynard's Kiss. Yeah, light easy drinker. So if there is a barley wine connoisseur in the entire city of Buffalo within the um, the brewing community, who would you say it is? Ethan. Yes, yes. Ethan. One hundred percent. So let me tell you that of this batch of two thousand nineteen Maynard's Kiss. There were 75 bottles, and I took two of them with me to the Barley Wine Festival, and I was pouring samples. I had Ethan's blessing. Mm-hmm. Great festival. Prior to that, I Rest s- in peace, I hope it comes back. Prior to that, I sent a bottle to Ethan Cox. It was the only infected fucking bottle <laughs> out of all 75, oh, and he texted me, on. and he texted me, and he goes, um... Do you have any infected bottles? I said, I certainly fucking hope not. And he goes, I think I got an infected bottle. I'm like, fuck, are you uh, fucking kidding me? you got to be kidding me. Cut yeah. it out of all human beings on this planet. Yeah. And I gave away. So this right here is the last bottle in my personal possession. Brian has one. He's sitting on it because at five years we're doing a vertical and we will, mm-hmm. we will raffle off tickets. I have a bottle of 2018. There's this <laughs> bottle of 2019. I, have, no, I drink online. I drink 2020 and 2021 are lost. 2022, 23, and 24. So in December of 2024, we will have a five year vertical. Yeah. We will raffle off tickets for it. How is it? Ooh. I haven't had so, one. So it will be like your uh, two and a half had, year anniversary. I haven't had one of these in months. <laughs> Somebody get this man a towel. Ooh. You got to let it work all the way down. Oh man, that's good. Oh yeah, that's that's a. Mm. Mm-hmm. Come on in, talk, mm-hmm. have, have conversation. What's up, Jay? This is Jay's. This is Jay. Jay is uh, the uh, one half of here, Jay. the pork bellies. This is Jay. Oh, he is awesome. the uh, the head pork of pork bellies. The head pork. The head pork. Wow. What okay. are you drinking there, Jay? Pork. Oh, a silent, silent pork. It's a solid, solid choice. No, silent. You want, you want some made its kiss barley wine? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't say no to that. All. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't say no. Jesus, drink half of it. You want well, I heard it. Well, yeah, what would you have done if you choked? Yeah, just, yeah, just down the entire His last I bottle. I would have cried. Real quick. I would have cried. Uh, for the people who are listening, because 
I, for a long time, I didn't know what a maniac was. I thought it was one of your cats. <laughs> and But what is a maniac for people who are listening? So a maniac is part of um, Greek mythology. So everyone's familiar with Dionysus. Uh, of course, sure. Or, or <laughs> yes, or Bacchus. Are you a teacher? Dionysus, yes. or I'm a music, music teacher. teacher. <laughs> Di- Dionysus, God of wine and orgies, <laughs> I believe. Yes, wine and orgies. So uh, Dionysus is the Roman version of that. Bacchus is the the Greek version, or it's the other way around. Um, but the Maenad is basically the fairy or uh, the Druid version of a fairy that basically goes into town before Bacchus gets there and stirs everybody up into a drunken sexual frenzy for Bacchus to come in and be like, okay, now the party's going off. Yeah. So Maenad's Kiss. So it's a god fluffer. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a god fluffer. This, this which, beer will yes. put you in the mood. Wow. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. So wow. this is Maenad's Kiss just because it is kind of a, a soft, tender, get you in the mood. Um, okay. Until you get halfway through your bottle, or I, and and so and so, I would like to encourage anyone who is listening to this podcast and he knows where this is going, so he can go fuck himself. Um, I'd like to encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast to go on YouTube and type in Buffalo Beer Reviews Maynard's Kiss and watch that uh, little YouTube video because that YouTube video was Brian's former job. I try not to. That guy's annoying. He is annoying, but the funny, the (laughs) (laughs) but in nine minutes, Brian from Buffalo Beer Reviews, not to be confused with Brian from One Eye Cat, drinks an entire 22 ounce bottle of Maynard's Kiss all by his own fucking self. And by the end, he's going, whoo, I don't know if you guys can tell. But this is not going to be hard to finish. Maynard Kiss. Whew. Yeah, I was, I was so pretty tilted. If yes. you've got nine minutes to hear about a fantastic beer, and then at the end, just get this fucking hilarious laugh. That was, that's, yeah, that's what you that want was, to do. That's good that. stuff. Just laughing. This was also reviewed by uh, Black Bearded Nerd, also awesome. on YouTube. Fantastic channel. Um, He's local? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yep. So yeah, this I mean, oh, he's, show me he's a, in, show uh, me a bourbon barrel aged smoked English barley wine in Buffalo. That, yes, every okay. so so transit that, railroad. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Right I just really want to pew. Lancaster. Mm-hmm. I transit, saw a bottle there. that it was just like this, but it was orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that was right around. I, I saw that was, <laughs> that was right around 2019. I'm assuming. Did yeah. it have a two zero one eight on the? It might have. It might have. Yeah. That night was a. Night. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> Did it have orange wax? It had orange. It had red wax. Oh, yeah. It was like a reddish orange color. So that's that's a theme for specifically for maintenance guess that we're going to continue is the same label, just different colors every year, different mm-hmm. colored wax. Um, our other bourbon barrel aged stuff will have a much classier, almost like You've a been labeled the, look. Labeled the uh, bottle number thirty nine to seventy five. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But it plays well. Like, you know, if if you want to, um, if you want to, you know, put it in your basement and for a year or Or if you're Brian, throw it in your fridge for a fucking year and then be told, what are you doing? That doesn't go in the fridge. Uh, 
it'll, <laughs> it'll eliminate the, the cap rusting. It's a different it'll eliminate uh, sedation. Lift stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just a nice little touch. Hopefully, it'll increase its uh, life expectancy on the shelf. And, and it, it classes it up. It does. It classes it up. Yep. Do you guys have any plans to, uh, you know, bottle or, or can at any point uh, in, the, in the future that you see? Or we bottling, will, yes, we will bottle our barrel aged stuff. Um, I, this guy, this guy over here, look at him with questions. Look at him bringing it back around to the topic. Anyways, this whole podcast is going like that is our mo. It's, it's going side. It's the thirteen percent. Um, I'm sorry, I was genuinely curious. So yeah, we are. <laughs> you guys, I'm very one of those. You guys, <laughs> yes, this is the we, off-topic podcast. Yes, Come on. <laughs> we will. Bo- we will. Um, we will bottle our barrel-aged uh, stuff. We have tossed around the idea of having a crawler machine. I know that N, our uh, our hired uh, bar manager. Would like us to have a crawler machine. We're kind of on the fence with that because we are producing sixty gallons of beer at a time. It's it's a small system. Yeah. To sell it at thirty two ounces a pop, that's one pint that someone somewhere isn't going to get. So my idea here really is that at some point in the future, I'd like to kind of cosplay as Patrick from One Eyed Pat and get a bunch of your beers and walk around in a backpack and you know hand them out. I think that'd be fun. So, well, Halloween. <laughs> so the first you thing, the first thing we learn, the first thing we learn, Jesse, is to Might ask terrible, the question that we want to ask, <laughs> and not ask a different question. And hope that people see through it. We ask the question we want to ask. Okay. So your he question will is, sleep with you. Yes, I mean let's let's get right to the bottom line. We will sleep All with right, you. Scott, you happy? It's going off the rails. I, 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 do, I do sleep I with I do sleep with a CPAP, so I just <laughs> want too. you to know there's not a whole lot of cuddling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really takes the enemy out. It really it? does. Oh, God damn God. it! <laughs> there, we were talking about uh, potentially uh, larger uh, size fermenters mm-hmm. after we we've been open for a little while, and and we have some capital generated. I, I don't see I don't see anything I don't know. We haven't talked about it, but if we have a four barrel version of, of a beer, is that something that could be crawlerable? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. We, we can, can offer, see about that. We can offer optional crawlers or yeah. we can offer crawler of say Daredevil, which is a four point eight percent session IPA. Yeah. We can too. we can do that and say, well that one is definitely gonna Yeah. We've we've actually got um, a whole shit ton of wholesale hops. Yeah, ready for yeah. Daredevil. In fact, Brian is going to be brewing Daredevil here in the next week for our I Christmas am. party. Um, dusting off the system again and resetting yep. up the basement. Both of us. We both <laughs> thought we had brewed our last homebrew. I'm yeah. going to be brewing a winter warmer, and he's going to be brewing Daredevil. And uh, no, yeah. but uh, in all honesty, when you, when you talk about Actual gallons that go into the fermenter go into kegs. What are we talking about? 62, 65 gallons out of a two barrel? It usually ends up being 60 by the time it it goes into. So we're going to be double batching barrels because one of the actual physical barrels in the basement is 52 gallons. Yeah. Um, So we're going to be double batching into three barrels. Mm -hmm. Um, And what you're Ultimately, or double batching into two barrels, two barrels, three barrels, three barrels, three barrels, three 
three barrels. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Math, uh, math, math no good, 13%, beer bad. Um, but ultimately, you're going to lose, depending on the amount of time spent in the barrel. Now we're keeping the barrel room humidity controlled, temperature controlled, yeah. so that's going to prevent evaporation a whole lot. But if 60 gallons goes into the barrel, we're probably going to end up pulling out 54 gallons. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, no. Ooh. <laughs> teacher. He so, is a teacher. Well, when, I teach. Well, when you talk about having a, a, a size brewing system like we're going to have, there there really needs to be a focus on brewing the beer and offering it through the tap system. There's right. there's not a whole right. lot of uh, extra wiggle room to bottle to can. Um, and that's just not going to be well, it. No, you can right. like sixteen ounce yeah. Well, possible. It's quite possible. But but again, but again, the point. Think about the the point of what we're doing here is community and interaction, right? So I could give you thirty two ounces of our beer to take home and drink in your basement or your man cave or your living room or wherever, or you could be here interacting and having this right going on. And this is what we want. This is what we strive for. <laughs> we want to bring t- people together with our beer. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Scott, Scott wants to go home. I, I don't know why. So that was our conversation. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope uh, when One Eyed Cat opens up that you find your way out to Williamsville on Main Street and check it out. It was a pretty cool space. I I can imagine what it's going to look like when it's finished. Thank you to One Eyed Cat for having us out. Thank you for the Buffalo Beer League for joining us out there. And I will see you on the next episode of West New York Brews. We're going to go out, as always, with You Can't Buy Beer With Condolences. It's by the Rearview Ramblers. You can check them out on Facebook or at rearviewramblers.com. Thank you. Thank you.